Welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I am your host, Greg Manuel, and every week through my work with the Churches Helping Churches ABC Nebraska, my ongoing writing projects, and serving as a faculty mentor to seminary students, I get to partner with Christian leaders, entrepreneurs, missionaries, and ministers of the church in a variety of contexts. I am always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches network together for mission and ministry. So that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the stories of people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. This season, we are meeting with our friends and global servants with international ministries. My hope is that we learn how we can partner with them by supporting their ministry efforts around the world, but also how we can utilize their gifts and talents as partners in our local churches as well. So be sure to check out the show notes for links to their ministry and how you can contact them. Well, my guest today is Mercy Gonzalez-Barnes. She is a regional consultant in theological education and leadership development in the Ibero-American and the Caribbean. Mercy teaches mentors, and walks alongside men and women that are following God's call in their lives. She works with colleagues and local leaders to provide resources such as retreats and workshops. Mercy is also part of the team of global servants that are collaborating with Palmer Seminary in a new online master's in theological studies in Spanish. Learning using this medium makes higher education accessible to many people from countries in the Ibero-America and the Caribbean Well, Mercy, welcome to Mission in Five, where we ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners like yourself to learn more about who you are and where you see God working in your community. Well, it's nice to be here. Um, I am excited to greet uh, all of your listeners, the people in Nebraska. We used to live there many, not in Nebraska, but we used to live in Iowa many years ago. So Nebraska was the partner, uh, the neighboring state. um, I've been with international ministry since the year 2000. Okay. And uh, uh, my husband and I served together in Mexico for about 12 years. And then he continued as a chaplain and is now at a detention center serving as a chaplain on the border, really close by. Uh, before coming becoming a missionary, I served at a, at, at a region level with American Baptist Churches of Connecticut okay. and worked with people, uh, with our ethnic churches. So churches that were Latino, uh, Vietnamese, newly immigrated Russians, Haitians. So that was like a preparation for me yeah. to be uh, comfortable or even uncomfortable with different settings and different cultures and different customs. Yeah. And, and that's great because it just put me in a place where I'm always learning. Uh, what, uh, what more about me? Um, I'm married to Rick and we have three adult children. Uh, I have a daughter who's married and lives in Connecticut and will soon be giving birth to our first grandchild. Oh, congratulations. We're very excited. It's going to be a boy. Uh, And she works at Yale in admissions. So uh, middle child in Hawaii doing his doctorate, his PhD in history. Wow. And his name is Richie. And he seems to be enjoying his life over there. I think I would enjoy being in Hawaii, too. Yeah. There are worse places, (laughs) I guess. 
And our, our youngest, Josh, is just finished college last year and is at home trying to figure out what to do with his life, okay. which is fine. It's nice to have him at home for a little for a while. Yeah. So that's just personal um, yeah. uh, things about me that you can learn. Very good. So uh, how did you come to be in mission and ministry? You told us a little bit about some of the other um vocational opportunities you've had but uh it doesn't always just start with suddenly getting a job in a church or with a region <laughs> um how did you get from 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 wherever you, well tell us a little bit about where you grew up i guess and then mm-hmm. the, maybe your call to jesus and then a, shortly but then also primarily your call to vocational ministry well, my life, as I've always said, is a, a life of going from different cultures, being comfortable with. That's why I mentioned uh, being in ethnic ministries in Connecticut, just trying to learning from different cultures. I was yeah. born in New York City, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, New York. Of course, that's a city yeah. where a few blocks the the nationality changes. Uh, but we moved to Puerto Rico when I was fifteen. Okay, and so then I had to learn how to how to learn in Spanish as opposed to learning in English, right. even though I spoke the language, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, after I graduated from college, I became a nurse. So That's I worked it. as an intensive care, a surgical intensive care nurse in, for about five years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in, in, I've always been active in the church and, and uh, faith and uh, sharing in church and working in church was always important to me. Yeah. So as uh, when I became a nurse, uh, it took up most of my time. Yeah. I didn't have time to really do uh, ministry in church, and that that took me to a, a time of searching and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. That I, I wanted my life to be fulfilled, and even though I loved nursing. It wasn't doing it in terms of making me feel that I was doing what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in that process, my son just arrived. I heard him. In that process, um, I had a wonderful experience with the Lord uh, where I complained to God about not being satisfied with life. And, and in that wonderful experience, instead of God getting you know annoyed with me for being insa- uh, dissatisfied with what was going on, God showed me how much he loved me. Mm. And um, the text that I use as a a, a thematic text for my life is Psalm 138. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Mm. Your love, your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So that day, I didn't know what, what uh, what God had planned for me, but that scripture stood out in my life. Yeah. And I knew that God was going to work out his will in my life. Mm-hmm. And together with that was the certainty that God loved me. Mm-hmm. And so feeling that wonderful sense of God's love and that certainty that God would guide me. And within a few, maybe a month and a half of that experience, I was on an airplane flying to Central Baptist Theological Seminary. <clears throat> in Kansas City at the time. So again, back to the area. Uh, and it changed my life. You know, going to seminary, uh, the world became larger. Yeah, uh, I had a, I was able to go to El Salvador for a year as a volunteer. Okay. And so that time was a time of learning that 
Before that, the world was a lot smaller. In seminary, the world increased in size, and and the need for for God's love for the world uh, became apparent to me. And so, and then a few years later, I met my husband. So my life changed completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, I, I remember that happening to me in seminary as well. I mean, I went from from knowing about this much of God's church and and the way that it interacted with the world to to learning all about the different kinds of um, manifestations of the local church. You know, I learned about other denominations. I learned about different kinds of missions. I learned about different uh, parachurch organizations. And it just like exploded at like how present the church is um, Mm -hmm. all over the place and, and how many different kinds of people are connected with the church and, and, and the ways that they do that are maybe a little different from place to place. And, um, so yeah, seminary also expanded for me. So, so you get married, and then and then what happens? You you move somewhere else. Well, you know, I I thought that once I finished seminary, yeah. that people would be knocking at my door wanting to hire me, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, my husband was called to a church in Iowa, mm-hmm. and we and I continued to work PRN as a nurse. You know, get some money in and make. You had my children. Uh, but after five years, four years in Iowa, we were called to uh, Connecticut. Rick, Rick was called to Massachusetts as a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And the same weekend that he candidated over there, I was candidating with ABC of Connecticut. And I had not had any experience at all as a pastor. But, you know, we had a wonderful um, interview and they hired me, which was I said, man, they're <laughs> they don't know what they're getting. But you know, it again, it was I worked in Connecticut for about six years. And again, my view of what ministry was like uh changed and increased and was transformed. I learned so much from uh people who had come to the country and were were worshiping and and, and I learned to resource them. And I just learned from my colleagues in uh, in the regional office. Wonderful people, wonderful people. And uh, it was there that I received my call to international ministries. You know, I and actually they called me twice in my second year there and in my fifth year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said no the first time, yeah, but so- uh, but no. And, and then we we were called to international ministries, and because we had been already, um, we had gone through the whole process a few years before. Um, they called me and said, "Mercy, uh, we do have an, a, a place in on the border with Mexico, uh, and it's it's a very different place. But if you want to accept this call and your husband agrees to to come, you have to be at Green Lake, Wisconsin, in two weeks." So we had to make a decision. Yeah. Tell his church. I tell the region, and um. Uh, the the whole story about this was that I, I went to the hotel where I was spending the night. I was at at um, the mission center in Philadelphia when they had called me for this, taking a training. And I called my husband. And I said, "Well, they've they've invited us to return again, but we have to be in Green Lake in two weeks." And he says, "Let's go." Wow. And I said. Wait a minute. <laughs> Slow <laughs> I, down. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure what, you know, I I knew I I wanted to be a missionary, but I, I wasn't sure 
what to do with this. It was so fast. Yeah. And the, the story, try to make it really short, was, you know, I went to bed that night in the hotel praying and wanting to know what to do. And I had no idea what to do. But the next morning when I woke up, um, and I always say this, my curtains were closed and the hotel has like double dark room darkening curtains. Yeah. And as I wake up, the room filled with light. Uh -huh. And immediately I started to, to weep because I could feel the presence of God in the room. And I'm there weeping and I, I sense the spirit of God telling me, mercy, I know you're afraid. It's going to be okay. So I cried for a while and then called my husband. I said, I guess we're going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so God is good. You know, I've had these experiences, not all the time, but every once in a while where God speaks to my heart and it's very clear. And um, so we everything worked out. You know, we went and got the training at Green Lake and went to Costa Rica where my husband had language school for a year and then came back in 2002 and started our ministry. And of course, started with a, a lot of challenges because ministry, sometimes you have an idea that mission work is going to be wonderful and everyone will work with you and every, everything's going to be great. But we started off with a lot of challenges. Yeah. And, but that's okay because yeah. that's real life. You know, that when, you, when you're doing, when you're working with people cross-culturally and even in this culture, there's always challenges and struggles. And we knew that God was with us. And so yeah. it, I've learned a lot. It's been yeah. 20 years. I've learned a lot. Well, very good. So tell us then a little bit about the work that you are doing in Mexico. Um, you're kind of on the border. Do, do you live in the United States or in Mexico proper? We live in El Centro, California, Okay, which and is then... about 11 miles north of the border. Okay. And then... actually, my, my work right now, I worked with, with in Mexico for about, I'd say about 14 years. Okay. And then in 2015, um, my area director, Jose Norad, called me and we talked about what's next. And uh, he talked to me about being a, a, a regional, at that time, a regional missionary. Now they sure. call it a regional consultant right. for theological education in Latin America. And he talked mostly about Cuba. And um, so at that time, I, I, you know, with a lot of fear too, switched to this new role. Okay. And um, about a year after that, we had a meeting uh, uh, with certain members. Adalia was then the my area director. And um, we had a meeting talking about this partnership with Palmer Seminary. And I wasn't really convinced about it. I, it was online teaching. And yeah. I had always taught in person. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of teaching in, in at the seminary in Mexicali. And uh, I wasn't convinced that this was what I wanted to do. But it's been five years. Well, we've got the program going. And I love what I'm doing. It, it just took some learning about how to teach online and then yeah. technical stuff. And, and I cried with that, too, because it was so hard for me to switch the way I think. Yeah. But, you know, it actually even prepared us for COVID. Yeah, because I was very familiar now with Zoom and with other platforms and and it and how to make it creative and interpersonal and so again it's it's been wonderful to uh, to see God opening the doors to new things that I didn't 
I, I rejected it <laughs> first because I didn't want to do that new thing, but I see what God is doing. And I mean, I can go on to say a little bit of we are uh, the partnership that I am has with uh, Palmer Seminary. And it's also a partnership that includes the Home Mission Society. Mm -hmm. We provide a, a online forum for a master's in theological studies in Spanish. Yes. And so here, the, my world has again gotten really big because we have students from Bolivia and Brazil and Ecuador and Chile and Mexico and Cuba and Dominican Republic. And you get to meet so many people because I, I get to meet them when, when we meet at a residency in their host, home, home country. And we get to hear their stories, what God is doing in their lives. And we it's just wonderful to, to be with all of these people from around the world and, and see how little by little, because we've been there, we've been working with the master's degree for five years, mm -hmm. uh, see how the graduates are affecting their, their own countries. They're participating in their seminaries there. And even we have also people from here in the United States, our Spanish speakers who uh, can't participate in an English speaking master's program are part of this program here. Yeah. And so they're also uh, influencing their their ministries in their communities. Yeah, we actually have, uh, I think, two or three Spanish speaking students. Pedro. Yeah, Pedro and, <laughs> um, uh, and Carlos. Abe, Abe Montavo went through it for a uh, while. Abraham, Abraham yeah. is a graduate. Yeah. And yes. so, so we're kind of familiar with the partnership, but that's just because we know these pastors and these leaders. But um, let me ask them some 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 questions about this program. Um, sure. First of all, um, you you mentioned that when you were a teenager, learning in English and Spanish were different things. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned that teaching online and in person are different things. Sure. Um, is teaching in Spanish different than teaching in English? Uh, and how have you made those adjustments? Well, I never really taught in English, except maybe okay. as a nurse. When I, okay. No, actually, that was in Spanish too. That was in Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, I, my ministry has, uh, and even when I was in, in Connecticut, there was some English, but a lot of it was in Spanish too. Um Primarily taught in Spanish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mainly uh, taught in Spanish. The difference has been whether it's in person, mm -hmm. you know, face-to-face -face or online, which okay. means recording classes. Yeah. And we meet once a week with the students. So we, uh, we are on a Zoom meeting once a week to kind yeah. of see what's going on. And then the other part is they, it, there's like a PowerPoint uh, where I'm talking about uh, different subjects every week too. So it's a mixture of online and face-to-face, and -face, okay. but and also then, through the computer. Yeah. And and then what are, what, what are the, I don't know, maybe the background or the goals of some of these students? Are they pastors getting more education? Are they uh, people considering pastor jobs? Or are, are they lay leaders in their church who are just looking to deepen their theological studies? We've are got they... a little bit of everything. Okay, yeah. Tell us a little like bit about in some the of those DR. Things. We've had a a, a doctor, an yeah. engineer, <laughs> you know, and basically they want to know more, so they can serve in their communities. Uh, 
But at the same time, they're not leaving their work. She's an anesthesiologist in the Dominican Republic. So they're not leaving their work, but they want to be prepared to work in their local churches. And Lord knows what happens in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a lot of the uh, people are pastors already, mm -hmm. and they want to be better prepared. And a lot of them are joining their local seminaries to become professors too. Okay. And the interesting thing is, like in Mexicali, uh, they don't get paid. Mm. It, this is something that they do out of love. Mm. Uh, they may get paid gasoline. Yeah. And, and that's it. So they have their own, their own work and their own churches. And most of the time, both. They're bivocational in, in yeah. Mexico City, I mean, Mexicali. But we have a, a everything because you do have a lot of lay people that come. But I think the majority are already pastors. Okay. And so they're already serving as pastors, but want to be better, better educated. But one of the things that I like to say, because this is all, it sounds like, oh, it's education. We come together as a community of learners and, and as a community of faith yeah. during their residency in their home host countries. And so our main goal there is that they do become a community. Yeah. that they help each other out as they are learning in two years. We pray together. We worship together. We hear each other's stories, and we learn about the platform and how, and how to use the platform to learn. But it, it is, it's wonderful. You, you meet, again, you hear the stories, and, and you, you have this community that, that grows for two years, and then they become part of the larger community of cohorts, that meet and talk on Facebook. So it's it's not just people from Mexico or people from Brazil and Bolivia. They mm -hmm. all become one group uh, if they're interested. In, in, and so it, I see this as God developing a whole generation of leaders yeah. throughout Latin America and the United States and the Caribbean. And Lord knows what God is going to do with all of these people that are pre prepared Maybe they'll come over here and evangelize us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate that because, um, you know, I, I'm still friends with some people I went to seminary with. It wasn't quite the cohort model, um, but I did experience the cohort model when I was doing my demon work at, at Northern. And I think I built stronger relationships with the people through mm -hmm. my demon cohort. And um, even though we only got to meet together a couple of two, three times a year in person. Um, there's just something about that model as you're going through everything together simultaneously, whereas in a mm -hmm. seminary context, it's a little bit more like that collegiate experience where mm -hmm. kind of all your classes have different people in it and you kind of cross paths with some people, but not do everything together with the same people. So it's a slightly different experience. And uh, it's I found very great. cool to watch them. They all have a what's up group. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't. I listen to the beep, beep, beep. Uh, <laughs> and as they're all talking with each other, oh, I can't find this resource. And what did the professor mean by this? And yeah. so then they're all talking to each other uh, on WhatsApp. And good. I mean, That's great. they're helping each other out. Okay. Very good. So um, tell us, is there anything else about the, the, the ministry that you're doing now that, that you'd like to share uh, beyond what we've well, Apart from what's going on at Palmer, yeah. we are also, you know, we also work with lay people. 
Mm-hmm. And if our partners want us to come and develop a, a workshop or a retreat, and, mm-hmm. and we will work with lay people in their contexts and try to make it creative and entertaining and fun, but at the same time, life-changing, you know, looking for the spirit to work in, in whatever is happening. And we've done a few of those uh, workshop retreats in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And over there, the people who participate are from four partner groups with international ministries. There's like four different groups. And then they all come together and then they learn how to interact with each other and cooperate with each other. And it's been wonderful to to watch that too. To, and there are different uh, ethnicities and that brings up sometimes certain challenges and people are learning to to love each other. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's great. I've, I've enjoyed that. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit about what's next then. Uh, What is next for you, maybe personally, uh, maybe next for uh, the Palmer Ministry or any of your partnerships that that, that you have? Well, I'm I'm continuing to uh, work with Palmer Seminary. And uh, I'm also in charge in Palmer Seminary of Summative Project, which is the last class in which they integrate everything that they learn. So that keeps me busy. And it's fun because you get to see the projects that the students develop. But what's next right now is we have uh, the new cohort uh, from the United States begins in January. And they're, uh, half of the group is from Puerto Rico. So they'll be flying over to Philadelphia. And, and it's the first time it's been that way. And then we have another cohort beginning in Brazil that will be in March. And half of that cohort will be Bolivians. So they're going to be traveling to Brazil and, and and we'll do the residency together. But really exciting for me, as I mentioned in the beginning, is that my daughter will be giving birth on in March, March 1st. You know, I don't know if the baby knows that, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody should let him know. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to be to be born around that time. And we're very excited, both Rick and I, about being grandparents. And my daughter is also very, very happy about that. Of course, Isaac. Uh, so that for me is, is something that I'm really looking forward to personally. And the last thing that I will ask for prayers, as I already spoke with Greg, is that I am also starting my demon. Mm-hmm. And the the track of the demon is mission and leadership in a global perspective. Oh. And there's lots of readings, and I'm looking forward to meeting my cohort uh, and, and learning from them. Not looking forward to all the reading that I have to do, sure. but I'm looking forward to this next stage. And that may decide what's next at, in, in the long term. I don't know what's next in the long term. I mean, I should be retiring in a few years, but who knows? Okay. <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm excited, I'm excited handle, about that. You should hand, uh, who are you doing your demon with? Is it with Palmer? It's or with uh, Gordon Conwell. Gordon Conwell, okay. It's you should just hand on your... Yep, my first our first cohort meeting is in is in near Boston. Yep. But next year it's going to be in in Thailand, oh, and the nice. year after that in in Cape Cape Town. Nice. So they they take us to different places. I, I'm just excited about well, that <laughs> learning is and 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 immersive. seeing how Christianity happens in those places. You know, if I survive this first year, all the readings. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm really excited about that. You know, God opened the door at this moment for for this specific uh, emphasis that I know God has something in mind. You know, it's uh, 
what a great immersive experience. And, uh, you know, you just hand them your resume and say, look, I already know everything. <laughs> let, let me tell you what's up. Um, oh God. But I, I'm sure you're going to have a, a great experience over the next few years going through that process. Um, we will certainly be praying alongside you. Thank um, you. How can we as American Baptists in Nebraska then, how can we partner with you and all the various things that you are connected with. I mean, you're a region consultant, so you are connected to many different kinds of ministries, more than even we've talked about here. So, mm -hmm. so how can we as American Baptist partner with you? And then, and then how can our local churches um, look up your profile at IM and say, Mercy Gonzalez Barnes is a resource for my local church. Like, mm -hmm. like what, what would that look like? But I just want uh, people in Nebraska to know that we have so much more in common than what separates us. You know, yeah. having been a, a, a pastor's wife, but I would say a pastor, having been a pastor in Iowa, mm -hmm. and learning about corn and soybeans and, and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, having been raised in a, an American Baptist church and singing in the choir and, you know, working with the youth group and yep. doing everything that we do in, in our churches. I mean, I am, you know, I'm more, I'm very happy when I can walk into a church and feel like I'm home. Mm. And it's a, a simple church where people are greeting each other and worshiping. I mean, I am an American Baptist, and so we have so much more in common. Um, the, the other part is that I worked in the region, in Connecticut, so I know what the challenges are at a regional level yeah. and how we, you know, we want to come together uh, as region churches. And sometimes there's just so many things happening in the local church that doesn't help. But uh, one of the things that I really want to encourage the, the, those who are listening in, in, in your local churches is that as missionaries, as global servants, we are here to be a resource to you. We, you know, what I have learned throughout the years is not something I want to keep to myself. I would love to uh, share what, what I'm doing, but listen to what you're doing and how you're reaching out to your community. You know, mission is mission. Yep. You know, uh, there's, you know, and what, what I do in the, in the conference is support pastors who are trying to find new ways to reach out to their communities. And I know that's what we're doing at, at a local church level too here in Nebraska, is that you are looking for ways in to minister with your community and bring new people in and, and be change agents. And if I can be of help, you know, just to listen to your stories and share a little bit of, of my experiences, I'd be glad to do it. So I would also uh, would ask you to continue to pray for, for me, for Ida when she has the baby. Uh, pray for our family as we have our, our own challenges in life. Uh, I would love to come to visit your churches. When I had my, um, uh, my time of deputation, it was during COVID. Mm. <laughs> so most of my visiting churches was through Zoom. I would love to make some time to visit your churches and, and hang out and, and learn more about what's going on. And I'm not afraid of the snow. So you can invite <laughs> me in winter too. But and don't invite me on March 1st because I'm going to be right. busy in Connecticut. You've got <laughs> things to do. Well, we would please, always love yeah, to have Please you. look up uh, at uh, internationalministries.org. Look up my profile. Yep. Uh, if you like what I'm doing and I'm going to be uh, and want to support us, I'd love you to to be a supporting church and continue to uh, support the ministry that I do. 
And in the long run, if you want to support the ministry with the students, there's there's always a, a way of helping the students out. And because the churches, our churches yeah. are, are part of a scholarship that we provide for for the students too from Latin America. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that I could I could I could share with you, but I'm just very glad to be with Greg here and to uh remember the times that I've been to through Nebraska. And I just love to come back and hang out with you guys and enjoy some Nebraskan food and and, and just learn. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Mission in Five. Well, thank you, Greg. Thank you for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you will be notified every time we produce a new episode, introducing you to another ministry practitioner or missionary engaging in God's mission and their unique context, whether it be in Nebraska, around the country, or somewhere else in the world. If you like the guests and the content, take a moment to rate and review the podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share it with your friends and family on your larger social media networks. Check out the show notes for links and contact information to every single one of our guests and some current events and other links to news articles and things that might impact their mission and ministry. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes and feel free to support us by giving through PayPal on our abcnebraska.com website. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.